dub, you can kiss, snatched up, dirty ass, dance, baby girl, you need to back. JC on the track, and you know I'm by my paper, pussy sweet, pussy tight, so he caught a lifesaver. If your ass a broke, nigga, hell, nah, I can't bitch it. If your ass a rich, nigga, I'ma fuck you till you ain't one. If that nigga scammer, I'm turning to a dancer. I make it clap like he got the right answer. Sit on the- all right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to It's Dusty Talk. My name is Mauricio. I am your host. And this is It's Dusty Talk, the podcast where we talk a little tea, we talk a little truth, but you know we always leave time to talk some shit. This is episode zero. Two one, so zero to twenty one. If I was a person, I'd be able to drink. Unless I was in Mexico, then I'd always be able to drink. Welcome back. Uh, this is your queer, political, shady, Spanglish, everything podcast. And today's episode is being brought to you by bacon wrapped hot dogs. Yes. I said bacon wrap hot dogs. So most recently, this like random holiday happened where people like got the day off and shit. Not sure what it was. But we made bacon wrap hot dogs. Well, my friend Aved tried to make bacon wrap hot dogs. That shit were not cooked right. So then a couple of days later, I saw one of my friends was making bacon wrap hot dogs at home. So my ass went to the store, bought me some turkey weenies, bought me some turkey bacon, Bought me some fucking, um, what are the little things that you do in your teeth? Some toothpicks. And I made my son to bacon wrap hot dogs because you know what? I can. So if you're ready, I'm ready. And I hope you have some bacon wrap hot dogs with you because let's get this party started, yo. All right, all right, all right, all right. Welcome back to It's Just a Talk. Once again, my name is Mauricio, and welcome back, y'all. This is another episode of, or another segment I like to call, How Was Your Week? Uh... I haven't been here for, like, a while. So the last time I had an episode was with my friend Avan. And I remember this was before I was going to Lafayette for the conference that I went to my fraternity, which is amazing. Humid as fuck, but still amazing. Um, just note to self, if you've never grown up in a humid place, don't try to run three miles in this humidity, you will literally die. And then after that, there was some price shenanigans. Uh, there was uh, this random holiday uh, that we got the day off. I mean, I didn't mind a day off, but... So these price shenanigans, a um, couple of things. So it was San Francisco Pride. I know I had been talking to y'all about San Francisco Pride. I even mentioned that I was on my Beyonce diet, not trying to, like, eat a lot so that I can, like, be snatched. Um, you know, cause I was wearing like these crop tops and like see-through things, you know, cause it's pride. And so one of the days I wore like a see-through like mesh, like shirt and mesh shorts. And it was weird because technically I was just in my undies, but it made me feel like I was clothed because I like fabric, which is like this weird thing that happened, this weird thing that my brain was playing tricks on me. Uh, but I really felt good about myself, y'all. This is probably one of the first prides that I feel good all around. Like I, I, ha- I have a good job. Finally, thank the Lord. Thank you to all your tias who prayed for me to get a good job. Thank you. I appreciate you and your abuelitas and your madres. Um, I'm in a good place emotionally, physically, mentally. I feel like I'm, like, in a really good space. Like, people said, like, 20s are the shit. No. I'm going to tell you right here, right now, we're breaking news, y'all. Breaking news. The 30s are the shit. That's where everything happens. You just know where life is headed. Uh, So I will say that I am, like, the planner. And so for Pride, I had, like, a whole motherfucking itinerary. Like, I have what we're going to do on Friday, what we're going to do on Saturday, what we're going to do on Sunday. And I am also a person that likes to bring everybody together. So I was trying to bring a bunch of groups together to do things, and it was stressful. 
I had fun, I'm not going to lie. But also, I was really stressed out because, you know, when you bring groups together and you're not sure if people are going to like each other. And so I was like, look, like, you got to like you and you got to like you and we're going to deal with this. Like, it was cute. And then, like, my longtime crush came and we all hung out, figured out, you know, we just going to kiki because he ended up like, you know, kind with one of my friends and then my friend was like I'm so sorry girl and I was like girl it's cute like whatever like I'm at a different level up in here eh, eh. I will say that if you ever plan a brunch for more than 15 people don't be the stupid bitch to put your card down because I ended up paying like a hundred and something extra dollars that I was not supposed to pay so some one of you motherfuckers did not pay for your meal I'm just saying but it was fun I got to see so many people that I loved during Pride, and there was legit shenanigans. And I had my friend uh, James come and visit, and I had my friend Vicente come and visit. Vicente used to live here, but now they he lives in L.A. And they both came from L.A. Uh, you know, it was it was it was a kiki. I loved it. Uh, if you are planning to come to Pride next year, I recommend that you hit me up. Because I'm the one that has the itinerary and know where the shit is going down. Um, And I'm going to make sure that your ass has fun before I have fun. Because that's what I did this year. So then there's this other holiday called Cuarto de Julio. Whatever. Um, That's going to be our question of the week. So we'll talk about it later, about 4th of July. I hate celebrating 4th of July. And then people always tell me, oh, you should celebrate it because you should be thankful of all the things that you have. And I'm like, yes, I'm thankful of all the things that I have. But also have to remember that when this country was founded, it was still founded on crap. So what am I really celebrating? Let's be honest. Um, so I just took it as an opportunity to hang out with friends, had another kiki, brought a bunch of people together to have a pool party. Um, you know, we cooked, I made arroz and some frijoles, cause you know, she's domestic like that. Okay, get at me. Ya casenme. Uh, it was cute. My friend Shaq finally came back from, um, the Coast Guard. He was gone for six months. And I know a lot of y'all mentioned that y'all really loved the episode that Shaq was in it with me and so I'm thinking of bringing Shaq back in the next couple weeks because y'all I had a lot of really good feedback when Shaq was on this podcast with me so I'm trying to bring him back and see how that whole kiki happens uh but yeah I mean I would love to just see you next pride if you come to pride and talking about a good kiki somebody told me that they want me to discuss pose on this podcast so I'm gonna tell you this right now and I'm gonna say once if you're not cut up up to episode three this about to be a spoiler alert All right, spoiler alert. So we're going to talk about Pose because people have been telling me, oh, Maudi, talk about Pose on your uh, podcast. So the last episode, episode three, we saw a little bit more of Electra getting like more, um, what's the word, into her character. So she's been working as a dominatrix uh, to make some money because she was not trying to live the broke life. And she realized that being a dominatrix was the way that she... She can um, use her newfound body, but also beat men up, which doesn't sound like a bad job. I'm like, oh, you go to job, you go to work, and you beat on men, bitch. They be beating on me and my feelings for free forever. So, Electra, she got the good idea. Um, and in this episode, she happens to kill somebody on accident because the guy like did cocaine, and then he put this mask on where he like attached the poppers to the mask, and the poppers were supposed to like come out slow. Okay, if you don't know what poppers are. I realize that it's not just, like, queer people that listen to this. Everybody listens to this. So, poppers are basically what you clean VCRs with. But some gay, sometime, was like, oh, let me smell this VCR cleaner before I got a bottom. And it's supposed to, like, it relaxes you. And it helps bottoms bottom better. 
because, like, your body is relaxed. It's also supposed to kill your brain cells, but, I mean, it did more than kill this guy's brain cells. It literally killed him. And then it really discussed the issue of, like, how trans women don't get or trans people in general don't get the same treatment by society than anybody else gets. Even though it wasn't her fault, she knew that she needed to do something about the body because nobody was going to believe that a trans woman did not mean to kill this white man who was in, like, corporate world. Um, And so the lady who did Candy's fake implants, the one with the big lips, she... She, like, came and helped them, and basically they, like, put some stuff on the body, and they sewed it with pleather, and they made it into a cocoon, a cocoon, baby, and then they put it in a chest, and now Electra's going to have a body that they comp- that's going to decompose on this cocoon in this chest for the rest of her life. I think she's gonna get caught. I'm just saying. And then, ooh, and then Angel and Poppy, my baby Poppy, ooh, Poppy is just, mm, he is Poppy. They like, they have a thing going on, and I don't know how I feel about this thing that they have going on. I just think it's cute because we get to see a different side of Poppy. And all I wanna know is that Angel and Poppy have like some sort of like love scene where Poppy can take his shirt off because I'm, I want to see it on TV. I mean, I've Googled it and I've seen it, but I want to see it on TV. I want to see. I want to see it in motion. That's why. My predictions about episode four, which actually airs tonight. So when you listen to this, I'll be in episode late. So it seems to happen a lot. Um, Do you have any predictions of what you think is going to happen for post? Let me know on my Instagram at It's Just a Talk or my Twitter at It's Just a Talk. Or if you still old school and you still use that Snapchat, it's also at It's Just a Talk. I'd love to hear your predictions for Pose, so go ahead and let me know. Uh, moving on to our next thing in How Was Your Week? Um, I would like to talk about another show that uh, I'm very happy that it's back. So a couple episodes back, we were really sad that One Day at a Time was officially canceled from Netflix. I had a eulogy that I wrote, and I cried some tears. I watched it a couple times on loop because I thought I never was going to be able to see it again. It was so, so sad. And then, like a novella or like a villana that comes back from the death, from the dead, I mean, um... Pop TV picked up one day at a time. So one day at a time, it's going to come back for another season. It's going to be airing on Pop TV. By the way, I have no idea what Pop TV is, but I'm about to find out because they're about to be airing one day at a time. So Pop TV, you just got a new viewer. So if you did not hear about it, one day at a time on Pop TV starts this fall. I'm really excited. Another thing that... Uh, I got really excited about was most recently uh, and it was a complete and utter like people were like flipping tables like fucking Teresa on the Real House SF uh, New Jersey uh, because Haley, Halle Bailey from Chloe and Halle most recently got casted as Ariel in The Little Mermaid and people went off. And by people, I mean white people, white Latinos, and Cubans. Yes, I excluded Cubans in that because I saw some really problematic ass shit that some white Latinos and some Cubanos were doing on social media, like doing blackface and shit. And let me tell you, just because you're POC and you're a Latino don't mean that P- they're doing fucking blackface is not fucking as offensive as a fucking white person doing blackface. Let's just do that. Let's put that out there on the table, on my collapsible table in this closet that I record in. It's there. It's still fucked up. And your ass is still racist fuck. Like, I always say that, like, POC can't be racist, blah, blah, but no. I'm taking all that back. Taking it from the table. I snatched it. That pissed me off. 
uh, I just want to say that I really believe that maybe, just maybe, the casting director looked at Halle Bailey's um, audition and literally casted her because A, she's a great actress, B, she has an amazing fucking voice, and maybe she just fucking killed it at her audition. And maybe, just maybe, the casting director didn't care that she was black, that she was Asian, Latina, white, the casting director just maybe cared that Haley Bailey, Halle Bailey, killed that motherfucking audition. And that's why she got the part. What we should be upset about is that a drag queen is now fucking playing Ursula. Because last time I checked, Ursula was based on a drag queen called Divine. Like, literally, the character was based on a drag queen. So why aren't you having a fucking drag queen or a queer person play a queer motherfucking character? You motherfucking take that away from me. Growing up, Ursula was the only queer character I could identify with. I mean, she lived with two gay guys. She lived with a gay couple, and she didn't care about men. She cared about taking women's voices. Bitch, I knew she was a lesbian from a mile away. So... We should all be mad that Melissa McCartney is playing Ursula and not a motherfucking queer person or a drag queen. I'm just saying. Another person that just had it uh, and said, bitch, I'm gay. Little Nas apparently came out. Not that it was any surprise to any queer people because we literally saw them all away like I saw Ursula. But apparently some people still needed some, you know, some words of affirmation. Yes, little Nas is gay. Welcome to the world. Now, I'm going to expect all you motherfucking homophobic parents to not allow your par- your children to listen to the song that little Nas has. I, I don't know the lyrics of it, but apparently children love this motherfucking song because every time that I'm around children, they're singing this motherfucking song, and I'm like, what song is that? And they're like, it's little Nas and something Cyrus, Miley Cyrus' daddy. And I'm like, oh my God, is this motherfucking song again, again, and again, and once again. So now, before we end uh, our segment of how is your week, and we go into our question of the week, we're going to just do some Democratic debate highlights. So the first Democratic debate happened last week, and I have a couple highlights. First, uh, I want to congratulate Julian Castro for being the winner of debate night one. And... Based on the way that Debate Night 2 went, also the winner of Debate Night 2, Sir Julian Castro, now on your motherfucking minds, y'all better look him up. Look up Julian Castro for president right now because y'all need to be paying attention. I read an article that said uh, black folk and Latinx folk need to be paying attention to Julian Castro. Yes, pay attention. So that's my first one. Second one, uh... Yes, Kamala Harris coming for motherfucking, um, what's his name, Biden, Joe Biden. That was like a premeditated dig. She said, she said something about like, oh, you supported um, like the segregation of schools or something like that. And then she said, and somewhere in so-and-so, there was this little black girl who couldn't go to school where she wanted because of the laws that you implemented. That little black girl was me. And I literally went, oh, bitch. I literally was drinking something, and then I spit it out, like, very dramatic, very, like, novella style. So, yes, Kamala Harris, come through. Also, this, like, Miriam girl, girl, girl. So, there there was this, uh, I forget her name. She's the author who's running for president. And I literally was like, whatever she is on, I need. And I'm going to show you why. A little clip of what she said. Paul is to Prime Minister of New Zealand. 
who said that her goal is to make New Zealand the place where it's the best place in the world for a child to grow up. And I will tell her girlfriend you were so on because the United States of America is going to be the best place in Girl, when she said, I'm going to tell her girlfriend you so wrong. I was like, oh my God, I want her to go farther in this race just so I can laugh at the shit that she says. Earlier in the debate, she said something like, I just want to tell Mr. Trump, I hope you're watching. Because I am coming for you with love. You are out here giving hate, but I activate with love. And I was like, who is this woman? Why is she running for president? And what is she on? Because I have to be on whatever she's on. Because I was dying. I will say that Elizabeth Warren came prepared. Yes, bitch. Definitely the first debate was better than the second debate. The second debate was more like bitch like those moments or like who she is but the first debate i would say that julian castro won warren came in a close second and then julian castro won the second debate even though he wasn't there i will say if you don't know spanish bitch don't speak spanish and on that note we're gonna go to the next segment our question of the week i'll see you there they don't love you like i love you slow down they don't love you like i love you Back up, they don't love you like I love you. Step down, they don't love you like I love you. Can't you see there's no other man above you? What a wicked way to treat the girl that loves you. Oh, love, they don't love you like I love you. Oh, down, they don't love you like I love you. Oh, get such a shame. Something, something. All right, that was Beyonce. Hold up. So I'm playing this, um, all the music from today's episode is from this playlist called Bitches and bangers on spotify and i got this playlist from one of my favorite movies my new favorite movie is called someone great which i have watched about 17 times now if you haven't watched someone great it's a movie on netflix with gina rodriguez uh rupaul's also on it and a bunch of other characters uh, really good actors and actresses um, and it's a great movie it's about this woman who is dealing with a breakup because she's moving across the country for a job and just the shit that happens is relatable and one of the scenes are getting ready and she's like okay putas do you think it's time for bitches and bangers playlist and then they start playing all these songs from Bitches and Bangers. So this is an homage to uh, someone great. Uh, with that, we're going to move on. Ooh, I'm sorry, I burped. With that, we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast. Oh, my God, I keep burping. I should not be drinking coffee this late in the day. I'm just saying. It's like almost midnight, and I'm out here drinking coffee because I'm trying to stay up to finish this. So, uh, like I said, we're going to move on to our next segment of the podcast, our question of the week. And this week's question is simple. is why we should celebrate Juneteenth instead of celebrating 4th of July. And if you don't know what Juneteenth is, I'm going to give you a little history lesson. So hold on tight. Here we go. Juneteenth is celebrated every year on June 19th. It's a day of immense importance in American history. Why, you ask? It commemorates the end of slavery. So the origins of Juneteenth are simple. Let's get real. If you think about it, July 4th, 1776, really earlier represents the day that white males in America became free. In his Independence Day remarks in 1852, Frederick Douglass, the escaped slave ab- abolitionist, asked, what to American slave is 4th of July? The answer, a day that reveals to him more than all other days in the year, the gross injustice and cruelty to which he is a constant b- victim. For 89 years, Independence Day was essentially a promise unfulfilled. But on June 19, 1865, Major Mayor General Gordon Granger issued an order to the people of Texas and everything changed. The order said this. The people of Texas are informed that, in accordance with the proclamation of the Executive of the United States, all slaves are free. 
This involves an absolute equality of personal rights and rights of property between former masters and slaves. And the connection here heretofore existing between them becomes the best employer in hired labor. The free men are advised to remain quietly at their present homes and work for wages. They are informed that they will not be allowed to collect at military posts and they will not be supported in idleness either there or elsewhere. As important as his words were and remain, General Granger definitely does not win high remarks for eloquence. This is not inspiring prose. He certainly, he's certainly not an Abraham Lincoln. But Lincoln hadn't even been president yet. He, or actually, he had already freed the slaves back in 1863. But the news traveled really slowly. Texas in those days was remote. Nobody there heard about the collapse of Confederacy and General Robert E. Lee surrendering to approximately for about two months. But that doesn't explain why Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation issued in 1863 took so long to be enforced. While the proclamation sounded far more impressive than Granger's order, its effect was quite, quite limited at first. It applied only to states that had seceded, or seceded, I mean, or separated, which means that the Union had to win many battles before any slaves would have their freedom. The Emancipation Confirmation was many things, a rallying cry for a donation, a means to bring in former slaves into the Union Army ranks, but it did not, on its own, free anyone. So nobody was free because of it. So imagine now if you can affect of Granger's words as news slowly spread across Texas to the state 250,000 former slaves. All at once, they found out not only that the war was over, but that they were free. Their joyous, spontaneous celebration gave birth to what we now call Juneteenth. At its heart, that's what Juneteenth is, a day of celebration, not that celebration was easy. A lot of former slave owners tried to hide news or otherwise devise ways to delay emancipation. Many former slaves were met with violence when they tried to leave. Believe it or not, the army had to set up 40 outposts throughout Texas to ensure that Granger's order was followed. And even then, Jim Crow laws were spreading throughout the South, establishing segregation. Despite that, the celebrations continued. Former slaves gathered on Juneteenth and every next year and the year after that and so on over the decades with parades, parties, barbecues, or quiet family get-togethers. The celebrations continued thanks to black families and communities and all others who remembered and honored that day and what it meant. The least we can do is spread the word. So it's time to put Juneteenth on everybody's calendar all across the country. We need to remember that Juneteenth is the real day of celebration where we were all free. So June 19th, even though the times to come were hard, 4th of July, 1776, really only freed the white men from fancier white men. But the rest of us, People of color, black people were still slaves. People of color were being segregated, were being killed. Our lands were being taken, Mexican land. Native people were still being killed by the masses. It was a genocide. So why do we celebrate 4th of July and not Juneteenth? So next year, when June 19th or Juneteenth comes around, I really hope I hear fireworks. I really hope I hear celebration, for that is the true 4th of July and the truth of where we should be celebrating an independence. So go celebrate your Juneteenth next year, y'all. All right, I'll see you in the next segment of the podcast, our PLC or Queer Excellence of the Week. I'll see you there. Be real with you, I know what I need. Ain't easy, you gotta earn it. Don't mind just watching you hurt it. Keep trying, it just makes perfect.
That's like a different question. All right, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I have to apologize for y'all because, you know, the days have passed. I recorded the first half of the podcast, like, on Tuesday. It is now Thursday, and I'm trying to finish the second part of the podcast. It's been some really long days at work. I don't know if I mentioned, but we're doing this, like, 10-4 schedule where, like, we work 10 hours, four days a week, and we get one day off. It's just for summer and for we don't when we don't have summer camp and bitch working 10 hours a day I get and then going to the gym after or going for a run I get home and I just want to knock out so today I worked 10 hours I went to the gym I came home I showered I was like I'm gonna sit in that motherfucking closet and I'm gonna finish this episode because I already started and I finished what I start so lo vamos a terminar but welcome back to the next segment of the podcast the POC or queer excellence of the week this segment of the podcast is where we either talk about someone who's POC or someone who is queer <coughs> and we don't cough and has just shown excellent like just like has done something great in the world in the last couple of weeks since we last recorded this time we actually have four different people um I have to say that it was hard to, like, not choose some of these people. And one of the people I was, like, bringing um, from the last episode. So I just, I'm just going to get into it. We're going to start off with um, maybe a girl who already made history or herstory by being the first elected drag queen to public office when she uh, got elected in L.A., actually. I believe it was in Silver Lake. Uh, she was the first drag queen to ever get elected to office. And now maybe a girl is running for Congress, making her the very first drag queen to run for Congress. Girl, you better get it. So maybe a girl, we give you a shout out. We give you two snaps for you. Oh, I'm going to start doing that. Uh, if y'all don't watch Real House of Atlanta, by the way, Real House of Atlanta fans, Homegirl Kenya is back. I know this is like not in topic, but I mentioned this, so now I have to talk about it. Kenya is back, and all I have to say is the last couple seasons have been boring without Kenya. So I'm excited that the real queen is back. But uh, in the show, uh, Portia has a there's like this famous gif of her when she literally says two snats for you." So I'm thinking for this segment, they're gonna get two snats for you. So next, we're gonna go on to U.S. soccer star, and I didn't I notice how I just said U.S. soccer star. There was no abbreviation before the soccer. Uh, Megan Rapone or Rapino, 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 Rapino. Uh, <laughs> Megan Rapino, who had just stood up for. Um, the soccer team and saying that she will not go to Donald Trump's um, office, you know, when they get invited to the office, she has publicly called him out on the way that he's been using hate speech to push forward his agenda. And also she was a just badass queer woman uh, who is just badass and this is why they won as many championships as they have won i will say that i really enjoyed how when the u.s soccer team won the gold cup that just happened the world cup i mean uh everybody in the stadium started chanting equal pay equal pay and um I saw a meme that said equal pay for equal play and somebody had scratched the equal part and it said equal play for superior play. And I was like, yes, get it. That same day that the U.S. soccer team um, won the Women's uh, World Cup, the other U.S. soccer team was playing against Mexico and they lost. So I was felt very torn between my Mexican side and the fact that I was born here. Um, but, you know, I still wear my Mexican shirt to work the next day. 
I don't give a fuck. So two snaps for you, Megan Rapinoe. Uh, and then to Jaden Smith, two snaps for you, Jaden Smith. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about you, how you brought a portable water, a portable water station to the people of Flint. And now he brought an, uh, this food truck, a vegan food truck uh, that is free for the homeless in L.A. called I Love You, the I Love You food truck. It was very thoughtful that it was um vegan because maybe some homeless people are allergic to me or allergic to like milk or like uh, milk products because they, a lot of them don't have like a consistent like diet and so they might have developed these things so it's very thoughtful of him I just love that he's doing these things he also got like a second um portable water station for other people of Flint. So damn boy. And he just turned 21, uh, which just makes me feel even older. Cause I remember when he was on Oprah when he was a little kid. So damn, I'm old. So two snaps for you, Jaden Smith. And this next person we're going to talk about, uh, not of people have heard about her. Her name is Jessica Cisneros. Jessica Cisneros is the people are calling her the Net Ocasio Cortez as she is running for a congressional seat in Texas that has been undisputed for years. She's running against an incumbent that has continuously won. And so Jessica Cisneros has been is running against him and all these like people are backing her. She seems very promising. Uh, I just want to give a shout out to she's a sister of Sigma Lambda Gava National Authority Incorporated. So, bitch, you know they're gonna use her at their next convention and be like, Nuestra hermana Jessica Cisneros. If you in Texas, you got a bofo home girl. If not, then we gotta organize around her. Um, I'm here for it. I'm here for Sigma Lambda Gamma having a, a congresswoman. I really thought it would be a Sigma Lambda baby brother but maybe in a couple years keep your eyes open you know what I mean okay uh and with that I know I had a lot of people I'm gonna go ahead and conclude our POC and queer excellence of the week uh or the weeks and I am going to move on to our today in the country because girl she's hitting the fan I'm just saying so I'll see you there That's my type, baby. That's my type. Hey, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, this segment of the podcast is where we talk about what's happening in the country, y'all. I know you probably hear about it all the time, or if you're like me, you watch The View every day. I know that's weird. I feel like an old woman when I watch The View, but I feel like they give me somewhat like a different view. See what I did there? Uh, or, like, different views that I need to, like, hear. Because they have, like, what's her face? You know, the one that I don't like. But she brings, like, the conservative side. They have Sunny, who brings, like, the... Uh, like the religious but still open to things side. They have Ana Navarro who I love Ana Navarro and I'm here for her. They have Whoopi who you know she's just out here putting fires off and they have Joy Behar who is there to just tell Meghan McCain to shut the fuck up. But if you're not like me and you watch The View and you listen to NPR and you read the news in the morning cause yes bitch a bitch read news on their way to work um because I get, I take the train to work now, eh, 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 eh. and so I get to read the news, then you can come and listen to the It's Just a Top podcast, and I'll go ahead and tell you a little bit more about what's happening in the country. So top stories in the country today. Most recently, the Supreme Court denied uh, the Trump administration, DJT's administration, to put the immigration question on the census. So if you are not aware uh, the census is happening next year in 2020. It happens every 10 years. If you know how to count, that means that the last time the census happened was in 2010. 
Good job. You know how to count. Two snaps for you. Um, and so... DJT's administration wanted to add a immigration question, and a lot of people felt really uneasy about that because the last time that a question about immigration or anything similar to it was asked, it was during the internment camps that the Japanese people had to go through. Um, they found all the people, all the Japanese people that they put in internment camps through the knowledge of the census, because the question on the census that asked if you're from Japanese descent or Japanese immigrants were like, um, if you're a Japanese immigrant. And so that is how they got people to put in these internment camps. So we already have internment camps happening south of the border, which is going to be another question, another part of this segment. But Pelosi most recently, um, after, I'm sorry, after the Supreme Court said, no, it's not going to be allowed to be put on the census, Pelosi went ahead and had like a, a press viewing and she called it how it is. She said that the Democrats and her as the Speaker of the House will not allow DJT to do what he's been wanting to do, which is make America white again. Bitch said it. And the outrage was all over Fox. How dare she say that Trump wants to make America white again? You know, Trump has that one black voter and Cuban voters who are obviously not white. Yes, I said Cuban again because they're problematic as fuck. If you're Cuban and you listen to this, I am sorry. That means you're probably not the problematic one. But yo people... Which are also my people, because, you know, we're all Latino. They be doing some problematic-ass shit. They just not... It be putting them in the wrong... You know, the wrong feelings of the Cubanos. So let's fix it, y'all. Entonces, Trump most recently, in the last couple of days, said that he had... First, they were like, no, we're going to fight this. I'm going to sign an executive order that's going to make the immigration question be put on the census. He realized he actually can't fucking do that. Uh, because it, that, something like that needs to be uh, passed by the by not the Supreme Court, but like the Senate and the House. So he said that he's giving up on that. But now he's going to go through the Commerce Department to be able to get information about immigration that he needs. Why he needs it? Still to be determined. Why I think he needs it? I mean, why did I just say it was needed? during the Japanese internment camps. Talking about concentration camps or internment camps, um, the shit that is happening at the border. Bitch. Like, that's literally all I have to say. Like, I don't think I have to say anymore. Like, Alessandra Ocasio-Cortez got really, like, um, she got a lot of negative feedback because she called them concentration camps. But bitch, that's what they are. I literally read a tweet um, a couple of days ago that it was talking about like how they're like concentration camps. Like the, there's people who are of Jewish descent who have family members who were in the Holocaust who are protesting against the camps because they know that they're just like internment camps. There is Japanese people who were there uh, during the Japanese internment camps who are calling it internment camps uh, and so or concentration camps. So I'm out here like, yo, like people are getting really angry that they're calling concentration camps. But like the tweet said, prisons have bed, prisons have soap, prisons have water, prisons have access to contact family. Princes prisons have adequate blankets to sleep. This is worse than a prison. Yet the children haven't done a thing but exist in this country. Yo, are you kidding me? Like this is so real. Like they're packing these children. These women are being denied their medicine. These children are not getting fed right. Children are dying. People are dying, and y'all gonna be out here mad because fucking area is gonna be played by a fucking black girl. I literally saw a fucking Facebook group called Christians Against Halle Bailey playing Ariel. I'm pausing because the stupidity of this. 
Like, you angry about that? But you ain't angry about the shit that actually matters? Bitch. When black people get killed, you quiet. When queer people get attacked, you quiet. When we have internment concentration camps, you quiet. Oh, but Ariel be played by a black girl. Ooh, all hell break loose. On that hell breaking loose, I'm going to go ahead and go to the next segment of the podcast, Hoy en el Mundo. Uh, I'm going to discuss something really quickly because we're already running out of time, you know? So we're trying to keep this under an hour and like 20 minutes because last one was a little long. So I'm just going to go to the next segment. I'll see you there. I just want to be the one you love and Welcome back. That was Just Wanna featuring City Girls and Airy by Trina. It's your girl Trina. Uh, so welcome back to our next episode of the podcast, Our Hoy en el Mundo. First, we're going to talk about this freak storm that happened in the middle of summer. So a freak hailstorm hit Guadalajara, Mexico, covering parts of the city in six feet of ice and damaging more than 200 buildings. Recent temperatures in Guadalajara have been over 80 degrees Fahrenheit. And all of a sudden, from one day to another, there was this freak hailstorm that just happened. And literally there's cars buried under six feet of snow. Like kids are like playing in the snow in like shorts because the hailstorm happened. And then right after the hailstorm, it was back to 80 degrees. A lot of houses were damaged and stuff. All I want to say is that the state government said that we, then we asked ourselves if climate change is real. And he didn't say it in English. He said, y después nos preguntamos si el cambio de clima es de verdad. That was, you know, your Spanglish for you. And twerk, 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 twerk. Uh, moving on to another part of uh you know, very South America. That was, you know, Mexico. We passed Central America. Now we're going to South America. They're all different countries, not the same country like some of these spots people used to think sometimes. So we're going to, to Brazil where Amazon deforestation has accelerated more than 60% in June and in July over the same period than last year. So deforestation of the Amazon is 60% higher than it was last year. And this is because the new Brazilian president, Jair Bolsonaro, is starting, like, what he wants is starting to take effect. It is said that the Amazon destruction, every, for every minute, it loses about half a soccer field. Every minute. There's like pictures, aerial pictures of it, and it looks disgusting the way that we are destroying the Amazon. And by we, I mean the DJT of Brazil. Um, I really just want to say fuck you to him, even though it's not our talking shit portion. But I think we're just going to start it because I told you some tea. I told you some truth. And now, bitch, it's time to talk some shit. So if you're ready, I'm ready. Let's go to the next segment and talk some shit. I'll see you there. Hey, yo. Look like I'm going for a swim. Dunk on him, now I'm swinging off the rim. Bitch ain't coming off the bench. While I'm coming off the court, fully drenched. Here goes some hater rain, get your thirst quenched. Stale on him in this burberry trench. These birds copy every word, every inch. But gang gang got the hammer and the wrench. I pull up in that quarter million off the lot. Oh, now she trying to be friends like I forgot. Show off my diamonds like I'm flying by the rock. And pushing out his baby's telly by the rock. I'm touching some and something some. I don't know the lyrics, but I know the rhythm. And she goes really deep, like dun 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 dun. dun. All right, welcome back to our my favorite segment of the podcast. I always say, if talking shit was a job, bitch, hire me. Cause I'm good at at this okay we good at this like you know we we know how to throw some shade by the way i've been using a lot of gay lingo on this podcast today and i don't know if a lot of y'all have understood
good. I know I use Kiki. Kiki means, you know, when, you know, you get together when you're friends. You know, it's like a party. You know, we get together. Uh, Kai Kai is, you know, when, like, you know... Usually, it means to, like, drag queens, when two drag queens, like, fuck. But when I mentioned Kai Kai in this podcast, I meant, like, my my, my friend fucked. Um, and then I think Shade, we all know what Shade is, you know, Real House of Atlanta, ha, made it famous. Um, and then talking shit, that is not gay, that's just real. All right, the first people I'm going to talk shit about is this DJT administration, bitch. Just the whole motherfucking administration. Throw the whole administration away. Just throw it away. Goodbye. Vamos. Va fuera. Fuera. Basura. These bitches legit argued that immigrant detainee children don't need soap and toothpaste. That is not a necessity, according to them. Bitch. Are you kidding me? Are you just throw the whole motherfucking administration away? Like, qué administración y qué administración? Ya a la basura. Adiós. Nos vamos. Bye. Adiós. And talking about people that support DJT, if you have not heard, we buying shit at Lowe's now, okay? Because Home Depot can go fuck themselves. So most recently came out that Home Depot CEO is to donate $7 million to the DJT campaign in 2020. Yes, $7 million. So add Home Depot to my fucking list. We both cutting Home Depot. We both cutting Chick-fil-A. We boycott in fucking Coachella. Even though I know you motherfucking gays ain't gonna fucking boycott Coachella. Cause how is you gonna take your fucking summer, beginning of summer fucking Instagram pictures that you be getting 200 likes in? Like, bitch, if you would rather take your fucking like than actually boycott someone that we should be boycotting, then bitch, don't come to my house. I'm not feeding you. No. All you other gays come. I'll feed you. Also, talking about you fucking gays. So, during Pride in New York, it was World Pride. World Pride happens every couple years, um, and they always choose a different city. This year, the host city was New York. And so, um, the reason why it was New York is, is the 15th, 50th anniversary of the Stonewall Riots, which I believe we've talked about on this podcast. Um, and so, the Stonewall Riots uh, happened at the Stonewall Inn, which is a bar. Um, I know that we continue to talk about the crisis that is happening with our trans uh, sisters and brothers, especially our trans sisters and brothers of color who are continuously getting killed in this motherfucking country and nobody's fucking talking about it. And so this trans woman of color decided that she was going to start the party by making it aware to the white gays and other gays at the Stonewall Inn during World Pride as a reminder that trans women are still continuously getting killed and to remind them that the reason why they could be at this fucking gay club, the reason why you can be at fucking Pride, the reason why you can wear your fucking see-through shorts and your walk around in your fucking underwear and jock straps, the reason why you can fucking hold another guy's hand, depends on the city, but some cities, in fucking public, the reason why you can be fucking racheta, and fucking pride is because trans women of motherfucking color put their fucking lives at risk during these motherfucking riots that you claim to be fucking celebrating. And these motherfucking white gays and the rest of the gays have the motherfucking audacity the audacity to try to take away her mother, the motherfucking microphone for her, started booing her, started telling her to get off the stage, and even had the audacity of calling fucking the cops when the fucking riots happened because motherfucking cops were harassing queer people, were arresting queer people, were beating up on queer people 50 motherfucking years ago when being gay was fucking gay illegal. So 50 years later, and y'all all of a sudden forgot that your ass is not accepted unless you white? Bitch, 
a big fuck you to all you motherfucking white gays and don't know. And you are motherfucking young gays who do not know your motherfucking history, her story, day story, the story. Read a fucking book. Follow my Instagram at it's just a talk. Because, you know, I be giving you the knowledge. Find the right Instagram accounts to follow. So you can be knowledgeable and not be a fucking pendejo walking around here not knowing what the fuck you should know. So fuck you. All right, we're going to move on to uh, my final boneless wings. Eh, final boneless wings. I just want to say a big congrats to my idol, Dolores Huerta, who got an intersection in Boyle Heights named after her. She also got uh, a part of the Placito Alvera named after her as well. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for a statue to come up of Dolores Huerta. Their statue of Cesar Chavez, not that he didn't do much, but I'm waiting for Dolores Huerta statue. I was reading an article recently that said that in all the statues in the United States, there is 0.8% of the statues are female statues. Bitch, erect more female statues. I'm just putting it out there. Just putting it out there. I just saying. Also talking about an intersection, most recently... The intersection here by my house, by the Fruitville BART station, got renamed to the Oscar Grant III way. I There's a huge mural that they painted of Oscar Grant. If you don't know who Oscar Grant is, uh, about I'm, more than 10 years ago now, actually, he was the innocent, unarmed black man that was killed at the Fruitville BART station by police. Um, and I'm sure you're probably thinking, which one? Yes, that's the problem. Because you're thinking which one, that's how you know it's a problem. Uh, also, Alfonso David, uh, congratulations to Alfonso David, who becomes the first person of color to be named president of the biggest LGBTQ and human rights organization in the nation and in the world, the human rights campaign. So, Alfonso David, bitch, yes, get it. Um if you have not, I need to remind you to watch When They See Us by uh, Ava DuVernay. I watched it on my way to Lafayette and on my way back. And I kid you not, the people on the plane probably thought I had gotten broken up with. It is really hard to watch. I had to stop it a couple times. Um, but I think everybody needs to see the story and what happens what happened and what continues to happen to men of color who get bigger sentences, who get or larger sentences, uh, longer, I mean, uh, and they get uh, criminalized simply for being men of color, especially black men. So I need you to go watch where they see us on Netflix if you have not. Um, shout out to Compton, California, my hometown, little city in Compton, who is hosting its very first Pride in September. I never thought that... Oh my, why am I getting emotional? Um, I never thought that the city that I grew up in that I was so scared to be a queer little brown boy, it's now going to host their very first Pride Festival. It's going to be held at Compton Community College. Um, I wish I could go. Uh, I'm going to try to go. But, you know, she just started a new job, and she's trying to, you know, relieve herself from, you know, just going off the rockers with savings and credit cards over the last couple months. Um but if you're near the area when they have Compton Pride, please show up. I would love to see pictures. Uh, and it just brings me a lot of joy. Um, yeah. And just one last thing before I leave. Uh, Rainbow Gaze. Bitch, if you not did not notice, all the companies that all of a sudden, you know, all of June, they were like, queer friendly their pictures were like a rainbow version of their motherfucking uh logo and on july 1st they go back to what it is and i just want to say that one thing that i've realized as i've grew grown up in the queer community is there's rainbow gays versus poc relevant gays and what i say about that is that you will not see a poc queer person 
who is aware of the world and of capitalism and of society wear rainbows or during pride the most that we would wear is maybe a bandana or a wristband but then you see these other motherfucking gays they are like in full rainbow like rainbow fucking shorts and t-shirts and those uh, those suits that are together where they're called a uh, rompers bitch there's a reason why these companies think that they could just sell us shit on June and everything's fine when they give to these anti-LGBT organiza- uh, organizations the other 11 months. Because gays like you who don't realize that it's all because of capitalism. But with that, I'm going to go ahead and close episode 021. Remember to follow me on Instagram Twitter and Snapchat at It's Just a Talk at It's Just a Talk. Um, email me any questions you might have or for La Opinion. This segment was really long, but I'm having a guest on my next part on my next episode. Um, and I think I might be recording in an actual studio, so we might be able to get out of this closet. Uh, and if you want to email me some questions for me and my friend who I will be recording with to go over, send them at podcast.itsjustatalk at gmail.com. That's podcast.itsjustatalk at gmail.com and with that i'm gonna go ahead and leave y'all i love y'all thank you so much for listening to this crazy little podcast that i have tell somebody about us subscribe rate five stars leave a comment the more that you leave five stars and you leave comments and you tell people about this crazy podcast the more people will find out about this crazy podcast i love you all thank you so much los quiero tengan buen dia and i'm gonna leave you with the song that been stuck in my head for weeks Act up, you can kiss, snatched up. Act up, you can kiss, snatched up. Dirty ass dance, baby girl, you need to back 